I've got uh, I've got six thirty Pacific time. Are we set? Yes, Chair, we're set. Okay, uh, this is the November 15th, 2023 Planning Commission regular meeting. Uh, pursuant to Government Code 54953, subsection F2A1, I hereby notify the Planning Commission that I'll be chairing this meeting remotely through Zoom using both audio and video. I am participating remotely for just cause to provide childcare for my two grandchildren in Virginia. There is no one over 18 years old in the room with me. Uh, with that, uh, I'd like uh, to call the meeting to order. Uh, Director Phipps. Thank you, Chair, uh, and appreciate the disclosure. And good evening to commissioners, staff, members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito Council Chambers at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. And with that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Feller. Here. Vice Chair Junius. Present. Chair Luxembourg. Here. All right. All are present. Back to you, Chair. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of the agenda. I'll look for a motion for the, to approve the agenda. So moved. Second. Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes. Uh, third item on the agenda is public comments uh, for items not on the agenda. Director Phipps. Thank you, Chair. This is the time for the Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda, except in very limited situations. State law precludes the Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Commission may refer matters not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject to be agendized at a future meeting. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you'd like to make a comment, please submit a speaker card to me and or my colleagues to my right, Maria Hernandez and Matthew Mandich. If you would like to make a comment in the Zoom application, please raise your hand and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when their time has elapsed. Chair, looking to um, the audience, uh, looking to speaker cards, I believe the speaker cards I've received are in connection with specific items, so not applicable to this section. Looking to the Zoom application, and I am not seeing any hands raised. Back to you. Thank you very much. Next item on the agenda is the Planning Commission minutes for October 25th. Uh, be first looking for a motion to approve and then discussion. Now, is there a motion to approve? Move to approve. Is there a second? Second. Uh, with that, uh, any questions or comments from any of the commissioners? I, I have just one comment, Chair. Uh, on page four of seven, line 44, the first bullet point, I would just like to ask that that be amended uh, to be specific to the rear decks as opposed to the other decks or front decks, if we could include the word rear when we refer to the decks. Okay, thank you. Uh, and I have one other change in that same line on page four of line seven. Uh, the word plane should be P-L-A-N-E, not P-L-A-I-N. Uh, if we can make that change also. Uh, the maker of the motion accept those amendments? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, with that, uh, are there any other comments on the minutes? Uh, Director Phipps, if you could call roll, please. Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes. Uh, item five, communications. Uh, Director Phipps, do you have any updates this evening? Thank you for asking, Chair. No communication items this evening. Okay, thank you. Uh, do any commissioners have any items to report out on? None. Uh, none? Okay, thank you. We'll move on to old business. Uh, 6A, 5, 426 Pine Street uh, is a design review with heightened review. Uh, this project was approved at our meeting on October 25th, 2023. Tonight, we have a proposed resolution for approval that includes the additional specific conditions we added at the meeting. Uh, Director Phipps, is Kristen going to do a presentation on that, or we're just going to accept the resolution as it was? Kristen is present in the chamber, and Kristen will be making a short presentation to the commission. Very okay, good, thank you. I promise. I just want to acknowledge, uh, first and foremost, the emails that we received after the staff report went out. Uh, one from Conrad Gann of 428 Pine and 104 Bonita, who also attached the staff report from October 25th and the resolution that you have before you tonight and had some comments on there. An email from Sam Chase from 19 Bonita, who objected to the commission's decision. A letter from the property owner, Jake Beyer of 426 Pine Street, responding to the neighbor comments. And a letter from Breckis Law Partners on behalf of Conrad Gann providing an interpretation of the side yard setback requirements. With regard to Mr. Gans, half a handwritten comments on the resolution, I do agree I made one small typo, an error, and it was under on page five, addressing finding seven. I was discussing the setback and it says the southerly property line, but it meant the northerly property line. So I will make that correction if the commission okays that. Um, with regard to background, it was, as Chair uh, Luxembourg said, the, you have moved to approve this project on October 25th and directed us to prepare a resolution of approval. We recommend you adop, adopt the resolution with this minor amendment I already addressed and any other amendments if you see fit that are needed to the language of those findings. And that's it. Uh, thank you very much, Kristen. Uh, the, uh, I also note that uh, those items that were not only provided to uh, staff, they were provided to the commissioners and they were posted on the agenda. So we have all those communications. With that, does, do the commissioners have any additional questions of staff before I open it up for public comment? Uh, I do, Chair. Um, I just, I also want to note that we received uh, late mail um, from Breckis Law Partners about uh, regarding this project specific to section 10.40.070.D. And I just wanted to get a clarification from our city attorney about the interpretation to see if we need to make any other amendments based on our code. Attorney uh, Rudin, uh, if you could come on board. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we did receive that um that letter with that particular interpretation of the city code, uh, I would note that staff has disagreed with that interpretation. Obviously, if there are provisions of the city code that are susceptible to multiple interpretations, it's generally good for the uh, community development director to issue a decision uh, record of interpretation, which he is authorized to do under the city code and for 
the city to expeditiously change its code to reflect uh, the record of interpretation. Uh, so that's all I'll say on that subject. Won't defend it. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much, Virginia. Sergio. Thank you, Chris. Uh, other comments, Commissioner Fellow? Other questions, Commissioner Fellow? None from me, no. Okay, thank you. Any other commissioners, any questions of staff? Uh, okay, at this time, we are going to pro provide public comment. The, please note that the public hearing for this project was closed, but we do allow public comment uh, for any item on the agenda. So we, we will do that. We will allow our normal three-minute uh, uh, allowance for any public comment. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could call uh, for the public comment based on the cards you've received and any hands raised in the Zoom application. Certainly. Thank you, Chair. First speaker is Conrad Gam. Come on down, Mr. Gam. You will have three minutes to speak. Thank you, Conrad Gam. I live at uh, 26 Cedar Avenue in Larkspur. Um, I think I just did not hear your own attorney defend the position that a 47-foot uh, house uh, with a, a meets a 40-foot setback requirement. Um, I found that really interesting. The own, your own attorney didn't do it. So this is going to go to appeal if you approve this. And the narrative for the city council is a failure of due process. The um, the structure um, has decks. Decks require building permits. Uh, the, the language between a building and structure and structure is defined in the code. A structure is something that needs a building permit. Um, this is there's just no question about it. If if these decks weren't part of the building permit, then maybe you could build them all the way to the property line. I've um, carefully reviewed this with my architect and an attorney, and it's not ambiguous. It's a mistake by the planning department to in not include the decks in the setback requirement. Third point is just overall there was lack of heightened review, highly dependent upon the applicant saying that that they arrange things so that there would be privacy between the windows. But there really wasn't independent verification of the data. Um, and I've been requesting independent sense studies all along um, to no avail. Um, and not to mention the fact that none of you came to actually visit the inside of the properties that would be affected. You guys have the power to resolve the uncertainty, the fear I have of a giant living room window 10 foot from my master bedroom window the power to require the applicant to share the CAD files so that it, I, at my own expense, could load it in the Rivet software and assess the wind. And you could assess the views from these new windows into, into my bedrooms. Um, I don't have that power. You have the power and um, it's a pretty simple thing to do. The applicant has the knowledge, but the applicant is not sharing it. I have requested from the applicant numerous times this information, he won't provide it. Um, as such, it's my recommendation that you vote to continue this project. You take time to resolve the legal questions, perhaps ask your own attorney why he wouldn't defend the staff position. Um, and you actually come and visit the inside of these properties as Kristen did. Kristen came to the houses, she came inside, and she concluded that they did not meet, that this plan did not meet the findings. So if you want to overrule her, you have every right to do that. But what I'm saying is come visit, do the homework, because I have to live with this forever if this house gets approved. And I'll finally note, uh, this is a 240% increase in mass. If you take the, the square footage of the middle level and you triple it, which is effectively what's happening with these covered decks on each side, it's a huge increase in mass. Um, and so that's, 
that's what we're going to be taking to the city council if you drive this through tonight. Thank you for your comments, Director Phipps. Next uh, public comment. Next speaker is Kevin Gann. Thank you for your time. So I lived in Sausalito for nine years, and now that I no longer am in college and have moved back to Marin County to work in the construction industry, I may live at 104 Bonita. I think it's really important for any construction project, especially a residential one with heightened review, that you take into consideration the neighbor's concerns and the community's concerns. I have seen what happens when a construction project ignores the concerns of their local community, and it's not pretty. I've worked on Corte Madeira Town Hall, and I'm currently working on a middle school in Berkeley. Both of those projects have had pretty serious problems with the community, and we're already looking at massive cost overruns for both of them. If we resolve these issues now, before we demo the existing house, we can avoid a lot of problems. We're not saying that we don't want this thing to be built at all. We're not saying that no one has the right to build new homes that are much bigger in Sausalito. As someone who might, I'm going to be a general contractor. I'll get my license within a year or so. I want to build stuff. I want to build houses, but I want to do it ethically. And I want to do it with respect to the communities in which I build. I believe it's important that this planning commission really consider that as you guys look to the future and when you approve this today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Director Phipps, uh, other public comments. I have no additional speaker cards, and I will uh, just give folks in the Zoom application an opportunity to raise their hand if they wish to speak. Um, it, I also see a raised hand in the audience. I did not receive a speaker card um, for that raised hand, but if you would like to approach the dais, please feel free. You'll have three minutes to speak. My name is David Grab. I'm the designer of 426 Pine. Um, I think what was missing from the staff report, which I can't read your minds, but I think was very apparent, was we were stuck between two neighbors. And Conrad's house gets sun all day long, and the neighbor on the other side, as you know, does not. Um, and trying to create that setback that is non-existent on that side was part of the strategy going into the project the whole time. We can't shift the project over and tighten those buildings. They're talking about conscious design and thinking about building and um, all these other things, but going into this design, the intent again was to try to create a standard setback that's everywhere in Sausalito, except in Conrad's property where he's legal non-conforming in all his buildings really tied to the setbacks. The idea behind the back decks, as you guys know, is to create privacy for the yard. That privacy is there now because there's a illegal non-conforming addition right there that blocks his view into the yard. The deck is set up so that his master bedroom window in his back unit, which is a rental unit, cannot look into the yard. That's the whole idea behind that deck extension. We agreed to move it over 18 inches. We already modeled it. It actually provides a, a, a lot of relief, but it still gives that privacy uh, to Conrad. So I don't understand why he's, you know, he has his rights to, to say what he wants to say, but I feel like 
we already negotiated so much and then we went in and did more and changed the model and we're all ready to submit. So, um, yeah. I think, um, I think I've said all I have to say and really just poured our heart into trying to do everything we could for the neighbors and to hear that we didn't is disheartening. We proved our shadow study and shade study with literal physical photos and then went back and added a bunch more information to prove our shade study. So when Conrad submitted a, a shade study, it looked like it cost $75,000 that's not the intent of the shade study. And I don't think the shading is the issue here because again, this whole entire property is in the sun almost all day long. So except at a very early morning in one of his houses in, and that's the master bedroom window. So when I, when I think of a shade study, it's not for that intent. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Director Phipps, are there other public comments on this project at this time? Seeing none, Chair, looking at the Zoom application one more time for raised hands. Seeing none. Okay, thank you very much. So at this point, we'll close public comment. We'll bring it back up to the dais, and I'll be looking for directory from the commission. I can go ahead and start. Um, I think um, I'm ready to make a motion here, but I do want to just, between us, uh, set the record straight um regarding staff and their recommendations of the original um and their findings of the original staff um uh report they did not make any specific conclusions they leave that to us to find those findings that is the role of the planning commission and not of staff we do take their recommendations and their input and their analysis very seriously and uh but they uh were very clear that they were not um, specifically concluding that they could not make the findings. So I just, I think between us want to make sure that our record here at the planning commission is clear on that uh, because that did come up in the hearing um, originally. Um, I do uh, director Phipps and uh, city attorney Rudin just want to get clear this question about municipal code section 10.40.070 Point D to ensure that what we are approving does meet um, our municipal code. And if you could just confirm that to me, I would be comfortable with that. Our interpretation is that it does. Thank you very much. I'm ready to move forward with this. Okay, that's a motion to approve. I'm looking for a second. Second. Uh, any further cover, uh, discussion? Uh, Director Phipps, can you take a roll, please? Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes unanimously. Uh, thank you. We'll move on to uh, items uh, 7A, which is um, before we get to the word, which is part of the public hearing portion of our meeting tonight. Uh, if we have any ex parte communications, uh, I'll go to Commissioner Graff. Any ex parte communication on any of the public hearing items? None to declare. 
Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Feller? None to declare. Uh, Commissioner uh, Saad? Nothing to declare. Uh, Vice Chair Junius? Nothing for me. And nothing for me as well. So with that, we'll move on to 7A, uh, which is 230 Santa Rosa Avenue. This is a administrative citation for an unauthorized tree alteration. And my understanding is we're going to continue this to a date certain of December 13th, uh, 2023. Uh, Director Phipps, can you confirm that, please? That is correct, Chair. Okay. Any questions for uh, um, uh, from the commissioners? Uh, with that, uh, I'll look for a motion, please. If we could uh, open up the item to public comment. Uh, yes, uh, I was gonna. I was just gonna get a, a a motion on the floor before I got public comment. Very good. I'll make a motion to continue uh, item seven A to a, a date certain of December thirteenth, twenty twenty three. Second. Okay. With that, uh, we'll open it up for public comment. Uh, uh, are there any in the audience? And I don't see any on Zoom at the moment. I have a speaker card for Rebecca Singer. Okay. Come on down, Rebecca. You will have three minutes to speak. Hi there. I, I, oh. <laughs> uh, I wasn't actually aware that this was happening. We didn't say anything to the city, but I am the person that lives downwind of this tree trimming situation that has happened. And I am genuinely concerned, even waiting until December, that a landslide is imminent. Um, they've decimated those trees and there's just, there's soil coming down every day. All of the greenery that's on that hill has already slid down the hill and is gone. It's totally brown now. And directly across the street is my house. And there's a curb that I've been working with the city for almost three years now to get replaced because it's not so far. It's also in danger of a landslide. At winter, I'm going to, my entire house is going to be destroyed. My entire side yard, it's going to come down 230 Santa Rosa across Glen Drive and cave my entire yard in. Um, so I'm really concerned if we push this to December now we're going to say, oh, it's the holidays and let's wait until the first of the year. And then it's going to be into the rainy season and we can't build a retaining wall during the rainy season. And I'm I'm genuinely concerned about the state of my home. So I really would urge the committee to take that seriously and do whatever you can to try to preserve my house. Thanks. Um. Thank you for your comments. Uh, we also have uh, an Alexander Wall on Zoom. Alexander, uh, please unmute yourself and you will have three minutes to speak. Awesome, thanks. Um, ooh, there's starting my video, okay. Um, yeah, I'm Becky's neighbor. Uh, I think we share her concerns and just have watched um, sort of the, the change in the hillside uh, with similar just sort of concern um, and not really knowing what's going on. But um, yeah, I think just similarly um, unsure of what the, the sort of long-term plan is and how that hillside is supposed to be stabilized. Um, it does appear to be um, at risk, but um, you know, I'm not an expert on, on soil or, or whatever the hillside needs to, to remain stable, but the sort of removal of vegetation is a little concerning. Um, again, given just sort of where we are with um, the hillside, the slope, gravity. Um, anything else you want to add, honey? Okay, 
That's it. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Uh, Director Phipps, are there other comments from anybody in the in the chamber? No additional speaker cards, um, but I will allow attendees to raise their hand if they they like. Seeing none. Uh, but I am seeing uh, additional raised uh, hands. There's an additional one on, as of uh, just a second ago. Carolyn Christman, if you could unmute yourself, you will have three minutes to speak. Sorry, am I am I am I unmuted? Huh? Mark. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. talking about the I'm talking. Um. Yeah. I'm the neighbor on the. Sorry about that. Um. I'm the neighbor on the other side of Becky. Um. I have similar concerns. Also, I actually do work in the uh, vegetation management and erosion control field. So, um, seeing that slope have all the vegetation removed with the rainy season coming up, having seen a little erosion on that hillside previously, and now now having all that vegetation removed, I'm similarly very concerned. Um, there is already material um, moving down into the drainage channel there. Um, and I think it would be really nice to be able to just ask the neighbor to install appropriate erosion control on the soil before the rainy season begins, if possible. Um, and there are lots of examples at other homes in Sausalito that have erosion control in areas where vegetation has been removed. So I think that seems like a very reasonable request. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Um, are there any other comments, Director Phipps? One last chance, folks. Seeing none. Okay, we'll close public comment, power of public uh, comment part of, of it's not really a hearing at all. We'll continue. We're we're going to continue the hearing uh, if this motion passes. I, I would like to ask uh, City Attorney Rudin if you could come on for a second. Uh, we we have not yet received a uh, the information on this project because it's getting continued and they're still working it on. But to these neighbors' concerns, are there? I'm not sure how much of this is. Uh, in the purview of the Planning Commission and how much might be in other city departments that could help the concerns that are being raised. Uh, could you enlighten what is before us as opposed to what uh, other agencies of the city, Public Works or others, can can chime in and also code enforcement on this? Uh, so I'm unclear of our role exactly versus others is what I'm asking. Yeah, so I, with respect to this administrative citation, this is unique in the city code in that this is one of the, to my knowledge, one of the few, if not the only kind of administrative citation that comes to the Planning Commission for Enforcement. Uh, city code uh, section 112.050 provides that the Planning Commission is required to have uh, a public hearing um, in at which uh, time the enforcement officer, an arborist, or other persons with knowledge will basically present uh, information with respect to the code enforcement case. Um, as part of this, um, you know, the Planning Commission has authority to impose an administrative fine for violations in amount not to exceed $1,000 per each illegal removal or alteration. Uh, additionally, the Planning Commission does have authority under the city code to require per, um, the violator to perform appropriate remedial work uh, to include uh, potential replacement plantings or other work to prevent environmental degradation. 
So basically, your role will be to issue a decision, uh, and their powers also include uh, the power to issue a uh, remedial order in this case. Um, okay. it's, yeah. All right, so we, we could issue something to, to, to minimize the, the, the damage has been done, but minimize further damage, so to speak. Ch yeah. Chair, may I um, uh, weigh in here if, if sure. I could? Um, as a member of the landslide task force, I'd like to see if uh, we could ask the city to uh, instruct Miller Pacific to do a visual survey uh, to see if there are any immediate dangers that they see prior to this uh, December 13th hearing, if there's anything alarming to possibly uh, work with DPW and CDD. Otherwise, we'll, we will uh, hear this at our next hearing, so it'll be properly noticed with the proper information on December 13th. Would that be amenable? No. Okay. <laughs> I tried. And, th and that is just simply because the Planning Commission does not have the authority to direct the city to enter into contracts, and Miller Pacific is an outside consultant. So that that is the reason why. They are an outside consultant, but they do have a contract currently for the entire city uh, for the landslide work. And so that's why I'm offering them, uh, because they're already uh, on our uh, books, so to speak. Yeah, we would need to verify that that sort of work is within their scope of work. But in general, you folks are going to be sitting as a decision maker as part of a uh, enforcement proceeding. And so you're going to be required to proceed in a manner that complies with due process. Um, you know, your role is going to be to consider the information that is presented to you and act in a unbiased and impartial manner as decision makers. Um, you know, typically with respect to um, the case that's going to be presented to you by staff and the code enforcement officer, you're going to be limited to acting on the information that is going to be provided to you at the, at the hearing. Um, so I would recommend that you limit yourselves to that. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be tasked with considering the evidence that is provided to you. So, um, you know, this is one of those uh, scenarios where I would encourage you folks to, uh, you know, you're allowed to go and view the property. Uh, you're allowed to consider the testimony of experts, but I would encourage you not to direct uh, staff in terms of how you would prefer a code enforcement proceeding case be presented to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was sort of, a, again, in a similar thing. Uh, can we uh, encourage uh, staff separate from anything they present to us to uh, go make sure that there is a, a, not a problem occurring in the city that they, they would like to address uh, separately from whatever decision we make on the administrative side? I'm just, if there's an immediate danger, I just want to make sure that somebody is looking to make sure there's not an immediate danger that needs to be rectified is what I'm suggesting. And we can we can we could just raise that, and then the city agencies can do what they'll do. Is is that okay? Is yeah, that... yeah. No, I, I think that's fine, and I'm sure that that typically public works and code enforcement would be responsible for undertaking abatement of any immediately dangerous conditions, and that that is not the sort of thing that would require um, or necessarily be relevant to uh, this particular enforcement proceeding. You know, the city has summary abatement powers when it. When that it can rely on for abatement of immediately dangerous hazards. So, 
Okay, good. So we're we're just making it. We'll make it known to the different departments that there's a potential there. Or could they go check it out? And uh, meanwhile, we'll keep that separate from the administrative part of what we have to review on December thirteenth. Um, with that, are, are there other questions of commissioners yeah. on this matter? Yeah, I do have a question. Thank you, Chair. Um, so, so is it is it clear that the owner of two thirty Santa Rosa has been cited for this activity? Yes. Yes. And I, I assume that the owner of 230 Santa Rosa is not present tonight. Nobody's yes. owner. Which, which is another reason why we should not address the merits of this particular proceeding. Understood. Thank you, City Attorney. I totally under, I totally agree with that. That's not, I'm, I'm trying to just procedurally understand where we sit here. So, I mean, honestly, the, yeah, I, I too share some concern here about the immediate, but I, again, we're the planning commission. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a process. I agree with, Commissioner Feller, we're going to do everything we can to get this resolved on the 13th. We under, we don't want it to go farther than that as well. But in the meantime, I mean, my goodness, I, I hope the owner of 230 Santa Rosa has no, been notified. I hope they're, you know, this is far beyond what the Planning Commission can deal with with respect to a illegal removal of vegetation. There's other property rights that have nothing to do with the Planning Commission. I certainly hope there'll be some conversation, you know, I, again, just my own observation you know, uh, I, that owner really needs to get their act together. So um, I guess that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Any other questions from other uh, other commissioners? Uh, with that, uh, Director Phipps, can you call the roll? Yes, and I'd just like to reiterate um, to concerned members of the public, uh, based on uh, some of city attorney's comments, it is the Department of Public Works and Code Enforcement that generally will surmise whether or not conditions at this site represent an emergency circumstance. I invite any concerned members of the public to submit um, a comment via email to our Director of Public Works, Kevin McGowan, um, and I will also speak with our Director regarding this issue, um, and we will be checking into it. Uh, thank and you. with that, I will move to call roll. <laughs> thank Commissioner you. Sod. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes. Okay, we're going to move on to item 7B, 99 Cloudview Road. This is modifications to a design review permit. Uh, Mr. Mandage, the assistant planner, will be providing a presentation. Uh, this is a project that would, uh, this commission approved, um, uh, has already approved, but it's a change in design, and that requires it to come back to the commission. So with that, uh, Matthew, if you could do your presentation. Hello, good evening, commissioners. Um, so as uh, Chair Luxembourg has already stated, the project before you today is a modification to a previously approved uh, design review permit that was approved uh, this year in March for 99 Cloudview Road. Next slide, please. Um, just to remind the commissioners of the location of this project on Cloudview uh, 99, you can see it there in both those images, um, the small driveway um, to the east of the project site and the um, Marin Municipal Water District site below at the water tower there. So just to kind of orient you where you are on the hillside there. Next slide, please. Um, so the request is a modification to DR permit 
um, that was approved March 15th, 2023. Um, this is required due to the conditions of approval that were attached to this project at the time. Um, it requested or required that all design changes do return to the Planning Commission for approval. So that's why we're here today. Um, the changes requested were outlined in the staff report, um, but I'll go over some of the major ones here. And again, most of these are, are very minor changes. Um, the main change being um, a change of interior layout, uh, um, primarily on the upper floor, which requires the primary uh, bedroom and bathroom to flip from east to west and the kitchen to go from west to east. Um, this will, of course, require the revision of the window schedule due to these changes. Um, it will, there will also be an elimination of a raised metal roof, um, to the rear of the south or the south elevation of the project, which is the, the back of the house, um, as well as some minor alterations to the materials and colors previously approved. Uh, just want to note that there are no changes to the envelope of the home. No square footage is being added. These are all minor changes due to the reconfiguration of the interior layout. Next slide, please. Um, just a little bit of an image there describing what I talked about on the left-hand side, you can see the approved pan. And on the right-hand side, the proposed plan there, and this is for that upper floor. And just, uh, in the red box, that is the primary uh, bedroom and bathroom. Um, you can see them on the east side in the photo to the left or the plan set to the left. And then on the right, um, they are moved to the west side and the kitchen again, doing the same, going from west to east. Um, so that is pri the primary uh, change occurring and which is uh, again, uh, causing the window schedule to change. Next slide, please. Just have a look at some of the elevations here to point out the, the changes that we're looking at. Um, on top, you can see the approved elevation. And on the bottom, I've highlighted some of the changes that we're seeing. Uh, this is the west elevation here. And as you can see, the big change is that addition of windows. Um, those are for the primary bath. Um, those are all sandblasted windows for privacy, both for the neighbor and the owners. Um, moving uh, down the side of the house there, you can see the metal roof bump out, which is on the top there uh, on the approved plan is being removed. And then uh, on the lower floor, there is a transom window that is being replaced by two casement windows. Um, I have also that little red arrow there is indicating um, the metal seam work on the roofing it was going was previously approved as gunmetal gray, and that's going to a now a bronze patina. Uh, next slide, please. Um, again, we have the east elevation up here on the top. Um, that's the previously approved plan there and the changes here. Um, the, all of the windows on this upper floor will be dropping about six inches because the floor will be moving down a little bit as well uh, by six inches. So um, you can kind of see that reflected in the dash lines. I know it's not uh, very clear from that image, but it's a slight move down. Um, the main changes again on this side of the home will be um, the transom window being replaced by two casement windows, the circular window and those two small windows being replaced by a double casement window, and at the bottom, the transom window on the lower floor being replaced by two casement windows of smaller size. Um, again, the metal roof bump out on the rear elevation uh, will be removed. Next slide, please. Um, here are the two north and south elevations, um, the front and the back of the home. Um, on the left side, we have the front. Um, you can see changes there again, highlighted in that lower elevation. Um, instead of there being one window to the west of the front door, there are now two narrow windows on each side of the front door. Um, and further down to the east, there is a larger casement window that will be replacing the window above. Um, in my staff report and in the finding, I uh, said that that room was a closet. It's actually an office. So I will amend that in the resolution prior to having that signed. Um, and then moving over to the rear elevation, again, this is primarily the upper floor is being affected here as um, you know, the primary bedroom, master bedroom is moving from one side to the other and the kitchen flipping as well. Um, so you'll see that the windows that were 
on the east of the house are moving to the west and vice versa. Um, as well, you'll see that the, the metal pop out there on top is being removed. Um, next slide, please. So brings us to the recommendation. Um, staff recommends approval of these modifications with the required conditions. Staff has determined that the proposed project meets all of the design review findings. Um, the previously approved findings are largely still valid. I've updated them slightly for the draft resolution before you today. The main finding that has changed is finding number nine that's been modified. I highlighted that in the staff report as well. Um, that's the one with the most significant change having to do with window and deck configuration and privacy and such. Um, again, the project is totally compliant with zoning, no square footage being added, the envelope isn't being changed at all. These modifications are minor and uh, neighbor and owner privacy are being preserved. Um, so with that, um, I'll conclude my presentation open for questions. Thank you. Uh, Matthew, thank you very much. As as always, an excellent presentation, and we appreciate it. Uh, commissioners, questions of staff. Um, I can start. Just a couple sure. quick clarifications, if you don't mind, uh, because in the staff report, there were some plans that did have neighbors sign off on those plans, and I just want, for the record, you to confirm that, that uh, neighbors have been noticed, and those neighbors that signed it, they're all fine with these changes. Yes, I can confirm that we have, um, there was some neighbor cor correspondence included on the agenda and as an attachment to the staff report. Um, we have the neighbors, um, especially the close neighbors, everyone's in in, um, in agreement uh, and happy with the project as far as I understand. Um, I can leave it to the applicant and the architect to add anything on that if you'd like to ask them about it. They've had direct contact with the neighbors. I've, I've had very little apart from some emails. So, sure. um, but overall, yes, it appears that uh, everyone's on board. Great. I just want to make sure that was on the record. And then um, on both your east, the revised east and west elevations, uh, the changes to the windows, all the changes are frosted uh, glazing or just some of them? No, sorry. So just on that west side for the bathroom windows is frosted. The rest of the room. Show me real quick. Just yeah. to make if we sure. get to the west elevation, just please, Maria. Sure we're clear here. One up. Yeah, right there. So that first box on the left there with the three windows. Um, just take the mouse down a little bit now, down to the bottom. To the red box. To the on. left, okay. yeah. So that those, one, yes. Those that, are all frosted. Those are all frosted for privacy, yes. Okay, and and the other red box, lower right, are not frosted. No, they are there. not. And there's really no issue there because, as you can see, even in the rendering, there's a lot of um, foliage and, and uh, landscaping there that will remain and a lot of mature landscaping. So um it those uh, really shouldn't be a privacy issue there I want to make sure we're clear what, what we're approving tonight and then you said that the only change um in your report is that is that the closet is really an office yes yeah, so if we can go down the to the front change. elevation please maria just a couple of slides down uh other direction no worries yeah so on the bottom left-hand corner there, that um, casement window to the left of the front door yeah. um, in the staff report and in the finding on the resolution, I said that that was to a closet. And in fact, it is to an office. So I will change that That's in fine. the resolution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then the bronze patina, is that like a distressed patina? is it is it aged a little it's i mean it will it will age and turn to a greenish color over time perfect yeah okay yeah. but it, and it was previously proved as a gunmetal gray thank you mm -hmm. thank you commissioner fellow other questions of staff from commissioners uh not seeing any uh so with that uh matthew is the applicant going to do a presentation 
Um, I think they'd like to just come up and say just a few words. Okay. Uh, if you could have them do that, thank you. Yep. I just wanted to reiterate that we did have um, neighbor communications and um, that what Matthew said, I just am really here for questions. If you have anything, the main reason um, for the all the windows and doors on the upper floor to be down six inches is because we dropped the floor six inches and that's because we removed the pop-up roof so we need to make it work with that but otherwise i think it's i hope it's pretty straightforward and i'm here for questions uh thank you can you uh stay the stay you can stay at the uh podium can you can you just identify yourself just for the record thank you nora fry i'm the architect okay thank you uh i want to commend you on uh, the drawings that you resubmitted uh, clearly showed what the changes were. So I thought that was done in an excellent manner. I just had a quick question before we go to the other commissioners. What what precipitated this change? Usually once we approve a design, it doesn't usually get, uh, is there something structural or what caused this change to occur? After the, um, there was a wall in the original house that was separating the east and the west that was always up. And then when that came down, it was evident that it was better to move the living space to the east side versus the west. That was basically it. Okay. Uh, I was hoping it was something related to the construction. That sounds good. Uh, with that, can uh, other commissioners, uh, there are commissioners' questions of the applicant? I have one quick question. Commissioner Graham. Just to clarify, the, the uh, new... Um, uh, patina, the roof areas, uh, that's it's, it's going to be copper, right? Not bronze. It's copper. It's copper, but it's going to patina. Yeah, it, it'll turn green. Right, right. Yeah, yeah right. okay. That's it. Okay. Any, any other commissioner questions? Other than to say, um, well done. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Commissioner Graff. Any others? It's hard to see from the little... <laughs> Uh, I'm not seeing any raised hands. Um, uh, so with that, uh, we will open it up for public comment. Uh, Director Phipps, can you uh, indicate whether we've got any cards from people in the audience or anybody on Zoom? Certainly, Chair. I have received no speaker cards for the item, nor do I see any hands raised in the chamber. I am looking to the Zoom application. Same, no hands raised. Back to you. Okay, we will close the uh, public hearing portion of this and bring it back up to the dais and look for uh, some direction from commissioners. I'd like to make a motion to approve 99 Cloudview modifications to a design review permit project ID uh, 2023-00148 um, as presented with the one modification mentioned um, by our planner that the office is an office and not a closet. Otherwise, I think we're good. Second. Second. Okay. Uh, any further discussion? Uh, seeing seeing none, uh, Director Phipps, can you call the roll, please? Just for the record, um, would it be okay to show Commissioner Saad as the commissioner that seconded that motion? Sure. Uh, or whoever would like to. I'll take it. <laughs> commissioner Feller beat me to the motion. <laughs> Commissioner Saad, it is. Um, with that, I will call roll. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. 
Okay, next item is adjournment. Our next meeting will be uh, on December 13th. Um, uh, there, uh, there aren't any other items. I look for a motion for to, to adjourn. So moved. So moved. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, members of the public. Have all. a great evening. Good night, Jeffrey. All right. Thank you all. Good night, Chair. Good night.